0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the MLB Extras Detroit Tigers podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz joined by Tigers beat reporter Jason Beck. Beck, uh, we talked about uh, the non-tender deadline last week and lo and behold, the Tigers did make a couple moves there. They non-tendered. James McCann, who we talked about at at length, as well as Alex Wilson. What went into the, both of those decisions?
1: Well, the, the McCann one, you know, like we talked about, wasn't exactly a, a big surprise. I think it was kind of, you know, were they, weren't they, you know, at what price? I, I think the one surprise about the McCann thing was, you know, talking with James the other day, there really was no discussion about bringing him back on like a, one-year deal in, in terms of like you know, trying to negotiate ahead of time to try to get maybe a lower price on what the arbitration projections were. You know, the Tigers just uh, – really the only contact <clears throat> was on uh, Friday when Al Avila called McCandle up, know that they uh, they weren't going to tender my con- contract. Now the door's open. But uh, you know, I, I think we talked about it, that he had a rough year last season, especially offensively. Uh, the progress that – they hoped he would be making, or that he did seem to be making, the second half of 2017 just didn't carry over. Um, you know, I think it has something to do with, you know, he, he bulked up a lot in the offseason. He was working out a lot, getting a lot of strength, in part because there's a lot of stress on his mind with the birth of, of his uh, twin boys that fall. And they, they went through a little bit of a medical scare. And so I think he was taking out some of the, some of the stress in the, uh, in the weight room and watching him over the course of the 2018 season, it did seem like what he gained in strength. He lost a little bit in flexibility and quickness. And I, I think that concerned the Tigers, but, you know, talk with Al Avila, the, the big thing was, you know, two years away from free agency, it was a long shot at best to think the Tigers were going to be through this rebuild by the time he was up for free agency. You know, they have a guy weighing in the wings, Jake Rogers, who they see as their catcher of the future. Um, he's a year away, maybe a year and a half. Uh, they have another young catcher Grayson Griner who the Tigers seem to believe can step into a, a semi-regular role and handle that job. They were actually pretty impressed with what they saw out of him. uh, on the stretch last season, and so they uh, they made the move. The Wilson one was a bit more of a surprise. Uh, I thought they were going to hold on to him, uh, especially because that bullpen is so young once you get past Alex Wilson and Shane Green. There's so little experience back there, and it's going to get younger once some of these prospects start knocking on the door. Um, you know, I know they have, they have another guy they, they see as a potential future closer if Joe Jimenez isn't the guy he's going to be coming back from Tommy John surgery. So, you know, Wilson was kind of an elder statesman back there and and was helping guys out in terms of trying to mentor them. But, again, it it was a similar situation with McCann that uh, Wilson's one year away from free agency. Uh, The Tigers had put him on the trading block the past couple off seasons and really didn't give much of any interest in him. And in the end, they felt like that they could replace him short term, kind of uh, fill the void until the prospects are ready at a lower cost. And so they made the move. Uh, He was caught off guard by it. I I know a lot of us were caught off guard. But uh, in the world of the multi-year rebuild, uh, you know, I guess this is the, uh, you know, these are the decisions you end up making.
0: And there were a lot of those tough decisions in the industry. A lot of interesting names uh, were non-tendered. And the Tigers are an interesting team when it comes to that because you know a year ago they signed Mike Fiers after he's non-tendered by the Astros. Uh, they signed uh, Leonis Martin after he was non-tendered. They take both those guys into 2018, end up flipping them for some prospect help midseason. Are there any, uh, maybe not specific names, but does that general tone, does that theme uh, maybe apply here this winter?
1: Yeah, I think they're looking for, for guys on rebound. They're going to be looking for guys that they think they can get at uh, You know, relatively reasonable cost, and then flip for prospects. Uh, You know, Tim Beckham. I I think I already mentioned he's a guy who could, who could fit in in that shortstop role. He's still relatively young. Um, He's got a a track record of being a very productive player in bursts. Um, He needs an opportunity, and I think the Tigers are one of those teams that could give him that. Uh, and I, I think you could see him as a more appealing option than, say, an Alcides Escobar or somebody like that who's on the wrong side of 30 and is uh, you know, kind of fading in value rather than rising. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a shot there. Um, you know, Shelby Miller, uh, you know, uh, another guy uh, who could be an interesting uh, pickup, a, a guy who could end up having some value if you can get him back into a routine and getting him back into productivity. Um, he might have a little bit more interest than, than say, a Tim Beckham would, but he, he's on that similar track to where and maybe even better than Fires in the sense that he's a little bit younger and maybe could fit in a little bit better there. But uh, we'll see. It, it, it's going to be interesting because it's all of a sudden, you know, I, I think – I don't know how many of us were expecting this many non-tenders going out there. You know, we, I knew it was going to be a, a tough market for some of these guys and some tough decisions were coming, especially with so many teams in the midst of rebuilds. But when you look at just how many players just got suddenly thrust onto the open market, uh, it'll be interesting to see the impact it has uh, in terms of both the established agents who are already out there and also on the teams who are looking for help, but who aren't necessarily looking to content right now so much as they're to looking to build some value and, and maybe get some productivity at, at a certain price.
0: And because the Tigers are in rebuild value building mode, uh, don't figure to be especially active at next week's winter meetings. I'd ask you what you're going to be up to at the winter meetings back, but I suspect you'll be spending a lot of time standing in the lobby talking to Jim Leland, but, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe the Tigers uh, could be active in the roll five draft. You know, that that's a good area for rebuilding ball clubs with some opportunity to offer, uh, to perhaps land an interesting player or two, uh, what do you suspect they'll do in next week's roll five?
1: Uh, well, there's been some hints that they might, uh, go for a bullpen arm, somebody to slide in and help, fill that uh, Alex Wilson void. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, there, there's an intriguing shortstop out there, too, in Richie Martin, the former first-round pick of the Oakland A's back in 2015. Uh, he actually went a couple of picks before the Tigers picked that year. Tigers ended up going with Bo Burrows, the high school arm, who's now expected to open next season in, uh, in AAA. Uh, Martin's had a little bit of a similar track, but he's a little bit older. Um, he's actually born in Detroit, although he he grew up elsewhere. But uh, here's a guy who had kind of a breakout season at the AA level for Oakland, uh, certainly with the bat, um, you know, 300 batting average, 807 OPS, um, you know, had some, had showed a little bit of power for, for the Texas League. Uh, I know the Tigers have talked about, and, and we've talked about on here, Looking for a veteran shortstop to kind of stabilize that infield and give some support to the pitchers. Uh, my counterpoint to that, and I think the appeal with going with Martin is first of all, they've looked so hard at trying to add positional talent over the last couple of years. You know, we saw it in the Rule 5 draft last season when they went with outfielder Victor Reyes out of, uh, out of the Diamondback system, which was kind of a surprise pick, but they wanted that athleticism. Yeah, Martin is a similar type potential player for them. I, I think if they were willing to kind of forego the experience factor at shortstop, and maybe or or even just platoon him with, with maybe a, 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 guy, a veteran on a short term deal. shoot, you could even platoon him with like a Pete Cosma or something. Who knows? But but to if you really want to further the the stockpiling of young talent—I think this is this would be an intriguing option for me. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah, well, we probably won't hear a whole lot about big names until we get to the winter meetings next week. But it's it's intriguing to to check out.
0: Beck, let's get interactive uh, with today's show. Uh, we got some questions for you from your Twitter inbox. Is an inbox, your notifications, whatever you want to call it. We have some couple questions from some Tigers fans. Uh, Andy Ryan asks, do you see Jonathan Scope as a buy-low candidate to compete for second base? What other names do you see as possibilities for the Tigers' budget this year? Obviously, you've gone over a few, but what do you think of Scope? He was another guy non-tendered last week by the Brewers.
1: I think Scope's got tons of upside. I just don't – I think there's going to be – first of all, I think there's going to be a lot more interest in him than maybe some of these other non-tenders. To where he doesn't have to necessarily go for a rebuilding team to to try to uh, get a bounce back season for his value. To he certainly doesn't need to go to a certain place, you know, to Detroit or or to a uh, you know team in a similar rebuild to to look for everyday playing time. The second factor is you know, Camarik is a big ballpark, and if Scope's really going to go for. Um, rebounding his value, I think there's some better places for him to look at that. Uh, you know, this is just, especially for his style of hitting, this is a tough go, as Miguel Cabrera and a lot of others will find you. There, it, It's not impossible, but it takes a certain type of right-handed hitter. Um, you know, certainly J.D. Martinez was able to benefit, but he had that opposite field power, for, for a right-handed hitter, he was able to use that, the, those, uh, those gaps, and he was able to, to learn from Cabrera's approach. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure if Scope, having formed a lot of his value hitting in Baltimore all those years, I, I think that would be kind of an adjustment for him.
0: And Michael Siffer asks, "Is there a market for Nick Castellanos? I hate to lose his bat, but this team has too big an outfield to have Nick and Stewart playing in it."
1: Uh, you know, it's there's a little bit of one, but it doesn't seem very busy. Uh, I think part of that is a lot of the teams are waiting on the uh, you know Bryce Harper, Manny Machado sweepstakes to get the big bats off the market, even teams that aren't necessarily looking at those two guys. I, I think a lot of teams are waiting to see what the trickle-down effect is and how that affects other free agents on the market. And I think once that sorts itself out, maybe, maybe you'll see some teams looking at Castellanos and say, hey, you know, there's worse things than getting this guy in a contract. You're trying to uh, build his value heading in the free agency. Um I know Al Avila's pointed out that they could recoup a comp pick uh, you know between the first and second rounds if they simply keep them this year and uh, you know let them walk and make them well, well, you have to make him a qualifying offer too. but uh, I, I think if the uh, value if the perceived value in a trade offer is close, you know, I, I think the Tigers would, would, would take the trade. rather than risk Castellanos having a bad year and maybe uh, either torpedoing his value or being in a position where maybe he has to take the qualifying offer.
0: All right. Great stuff, as always, from Jason Beck. We'll check in with you again next week from the winter meetings. But Beck, thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, hopefully, we can find a quiet spot for that, uh, for, for this, where we don't have a whole lot of slot machines and stuff going off, huh?
0: Well, the Tiger Suite should be quiet, so we're gonna go there.
1: Oh, yep. man.
0: Hey, all right. Hey. Doing this.
1: Yeah, no problem. Take it easy.